common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And joining us now is the great General David Petraeus, also a former CIA director and someone who, boy, uh, knows military aspects and knows this region so well. General Petraeus, this is Rita Cosby. So happy to have you on here. And and first of all, your thoughts of where things are headed in Israel. Uh, there's word a ground incursion could happen any moment. Well, good to be back with you, Rita. Thanks. And hi, John. Um, look. Everybody's holding their breath out there right now. I'm sure that the Israeli military, for whom I have enormous respect, are in very serious discussions with the prime minister. And now the the coalition that includes another former uh, minister of defense and great friend, former IDF chief of staff, Benny Gantz, uh, about what is it they really want to achieve. It's one thing to have the, the description of this as destroy Hamas, but they are then translating that into what that would mean in terms of military action, how how large the casualties would be, the destruction, uh, civilian loss of life uh, against an enemy who undoubtedly will fight from within civilians, doesn't wear a uniform, uh, has shown tragically diabolical creativity in the offense and presumably will do the same in the defense and, of course, holds about 200 hostages. Um, So I can't imagine actually a more challenging set of circumstances, very highly urbanized area, large high rises. If you really go in to destroy, that means you would really have to take out the Hamas headquarters, the bases, their facilities, the infrastructure, some of which will be under hospitals. Others will be in mosques. uh, Others will be in civilian areas. It's not undoable but there will be a very substantial cost. And I think they're probably also trying to come to grips with then what? You know, we learned the hard way in the fight to Baghdad. I was a two-star general, then a division commander, as you may recall, that, you know, it's not enough just to accomplish the military mission. You need a much better plan for the post-conflict phase than it turned out we had. To be fair, there were assumptions that were made that just proved invalid, and then uh, the plan was inadequate. So, again, I'm sure they're asking, and then what do you intend to do? Um, you know, you could take great at great cost. You can destroy uh, Hamas and also the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. That's another several thousand fighters at least. But if you take all that out, who's going to govern? Uh, do they take out the political wing as well as the military wing? Um, why will, you know, will this be different um, in a very substantive way? So you have all of these questions, challenges, and dynamics And again, I can't think of a more difficult situation. As you know, a book with uh, the great British historian Andrew Roberts, Conflict, the Evolution of Warfare from 1945 to Ukraine, comes out tomorrow. It's published. Then we looked at all the cases since 45. I'm hard-pressed to think of a more challenging set of circumstances for military commanders than this one, noting that obviously the Yom Kippur War, there was a moment where there was a true existential threat to Israel that doesn't exist here. But as they're trying to understand, how do you change this situation so this is not just mowing the grass one more time, but at a lower setting? Um, And, you know, should there be a vision announced by the prime minister for uh, the Palestinians in Gaza and, frankly, for the Palestinians in general? Uh, This would be a, a pretty propitious time to lay something out 
that that would be more than just another military operation, but that would be a comprehensive approach and, and explain all of the different actions that are going to be taken to improve the lives of a people who, uh, again, are caught in the middle, uh, not necessarily all supportive of Hamas by any means. You know, well, what percentage of Palestine on them? What percentage of Palestine, uh, the two million people in Palestine, do you think support Hamas? You know, John, I think it's a very good question, and I suspect it may not be as many as folks think, given the hardship that they have brought on the people, but also then understanding that, you know, the people are educated to hate Israel and that Hamas's founding documents uh, deny Israel's existence, right to exist, and, you know, promote killing Israeli Jews. So I think it's a very complex situation. It also lays out why more than just a military operation needs to be laid out and envisioned here. And I bet you, I know the Israeli military commanders, they know what they're getting into here. Um, And I suspect that they're laying out these kinds of issues, noting, of course, the understandable, absolutely more than reasonable um, desire for revenge uh, to settle these grievances, having experienced something that is far worse in relative terms than what we experienced on 9-11. As you know, we lost nearly 3,000 people on 9-11. The Israelis have taken the equivalent in U.S. terms of well over 40,000 losses, and the toll is still growing. It's up to 1,300 actual losses, which for their population, again, would equate to well over 40,000 losses for us. General, before Congressman King wants you to, uh, before we go to that, uh, you were the head of the CIA. Uh, the uh, Israeli forces, the Isra- Israel had the best secu- uh, security, best intelligence. What went wrong? Well, I think that, number one, Hamas dramatically improved its operational security, John. Uh, They probably gradually came to understand what the Israeli capabilities were and how they deployed them. They understood the surveillance systems and all the sources and methods, and they may have even sent some disinformation through the very channels on which the Israelis have depended. Normally, as you well know, Shinbet is way upstream normally uh, in the West Bank and also in Gaza. Then another factor, I think more attention was given to the West Bank, given the violence that has been seen there. Um, you know, this is on a, a obviously a holy day, a, a Shabbat, and then a religious day. Uh, on top of that, soldiers were on leave. The uh, terrorists very expertly took out the nodes that actually convey the, the uh, video feeds and other uh, information to the command post. So they blinded them to a degree uh, in that regard. There was probably an over-reliance on those. And then just a sense that just a miscalculation about what it was that Hamas really intended to do at a time when, as you know, the Israelis had just allowed more citizens or more uh, Palestinians living in that territory to enter Israel on a daily basis uh, for for work visas. Understood. Congressman Um, King. General, it's great talking to you, and thank you for all your years of dedicated service. Really a a true patriot. Uh, You're saying how difficult that this uh, military mission is. But I remember back in late 06 and early 2007, uh, the American military and the political leaders in Washington were saying the same thing, uh, same thing about Iraq. Yes. You went in yep. with the surge. And yep. really within a matter of months, you turned that around. 
Now, how would you compare the problems with the surge and now the problems in uh, Israel? As far as, far as the level of these difficulty. Are, these are actually more challenging. Um, the situation here is quite quite a bit more challenging uh, than what we had. We had a fully professional force, total commitment, uh, and a lot of the Iraqis in the Sunni areas had finally gotten frustrated with al-Qaeda, and we could strip them away. Um, there was an opportunity for reconciliation, therefore, as well as very, very well-developed capabilities that we had in a kinetic sense. So we could both go after the leaders with greater intensity than ever before. Uh, we had additional forces that we could use to clear and hold areas. But it just doesn't strike me um, as as challenging as this is for a force that in many respects is, is you know, a lot of hundreds of thousands of reserves, uh, not just professional forces, all experienced, uh, all served. But again, some will not have served for some time. And the challenges of fighting an enemy who doesn't wear a uniform, fights from within civilian infrastructure, almost is inviting collateral damage and innocent civilian loss of life. And the idea that you have to go into high rise is not just, you know, single or two floor dwellings, clearing every building, every floor, every room, every basement, every tunnel. And they have a very extensive tunnel system. And they've been planning this, no doubt. There will be suicide vest wearers. There will be improvised explosive devices. So this is, I think, exceedingly difficult. It's, we, did, we did clear major urban areas, but we were very, very slow and deliberate about it um, and had an ability that I think is not present here. I think the press, the challenge here is going to be the increasing humanitarian situation that will be of increasing concern to the world. And, yes, it's Hamas's. It's, it's Hamas's fault, but a lot of people around the world will not see it that way. Uh, and so there will become an increasing criticism. Uh, it will be more, become more urgent. Uh, and you can even sense this in the rhetoric with the U.S. I think the U.S. has been very supportive, uh, obviously bipartisan support, pre- president pledging full support, sending over already the Iron Dome. Let's hope we can get a House of Representatives effective again so we can get additional authorizations and appropriations. Yep, yep, absolutely. Understandable caution as well. Yep. And I think there there does need to be a degree of caution. There has to be at least an awareness. And what I'd like to see would be not just an announcement of a military operation and a military objective, but also what else might be done to address the bigger issues here and try to undermine the appeal that Hamas does have for the Palestinians in Gaza, and to some degree, of course, in the West Bank as well. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. And uh, General David Petraeus, you know, the other thing too, obviously, and you you hit uh, just how complex the location. I want to go back to the hostages because Everybody is so worried that potentially there could be, there's 15 Americans unaccounted for, oh, close to 200, according to Israelis total. How complex that's going to be, because they're also, as you know all too well, the tunnels. Um, I would assume you get some intelligence, but now it's been a number of days. I think it's day 10 now, so they've been probably moving them. How difficult is it to rely on the intel, and how tough is it? Um, of course, Americans are just praying that these people come home. How complex, how tough is it to, to get those hostages out, given this environment? Exceedingly difficult. It's a huge number. I'm sure they're not going to put them all in one aircraft hangar or location as they were in Entebbe, um, when, of course, Prime Minister Netanyahu's brother led a successful operation but was killed during it. Um, so this is, again, just fiendishly difficult. It's exceedingly challenging. They'll be moving them on a regular basis. Again, if they're sufficiently savvy about their operational security that they could mount, they could plan, train and equip, position and launch the operation that they did, that horrible, barbaric, unspeakable uh, set of actions uh, back on the Shabbat a week ago, um, they will likely, uh, again, make this very difficult as well. But by the way, the Americans are not just going to be praying, they're going to be working intelligence feverishly as well and helping our Israeli allies uh, to locate them and when necessary or when possible to conduct surgical operations, noting how challenging that is. I mean, think of Mogadishu on steroids. Um, again, I cannot think of a more difficult set of circumstances uh, than you have right here. And as challenging as the surge was, uh, Chairman, again, we, I felt we really knew exactly what we needed to do. We had a comprehensive approach in mind, and we were able to methodically to carry it out. And with about, as you noted, about four or five months, all of a sudden could see very significant progress. I don't think there's four or five months here, given that 360,000 people are called away from their jobs, the entire country is mobilized. So the pressures are going to be enormous. Um, and again, my hope would be that there's a really comprehensive approach crafted and announced to the world. Absolutely. That you're going to destroy Hamas as much as we want to see that happen. Yeah, we Thank sure you. do. Thank <laughs> you, General. And we have to take a hard break right now. We hope to talk to you again real soon. And, and we hope, uh, there's not too much. We hope there's uh, very little loss of life. And, uh, thank you for everything you've done for our country and continue to speak out for thank our you, country. Thank, thank you, General. Be with you all.